In this message, you will learn. This is when you tithe, I will open you. He said, when you tithe, I will open you. Notice, he said, I will open you the windows of heaven. Now, God opens Europe first before he opens the windows of heaven. Father, we've come before you once again. We ask, oh God, that you speak to us. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are enabling us to be doers of your word. Because you are watching over your word to perform. We honor you. We give you praise. We thank you for this opportunity even to make it to the word come. Father, we ask, O oh God, that as we are about to end this session, your mighty hand will come upon us Amen. and do something that you've never done before in our lives. We give you praise. And all God's people shall say, Amen. 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 We couldn't get to quarter of everything I came to share with you. <laughs> We couldn't get to a quarter. We haven't even started yet. You know, but uh, I thank God for that which he has given us so far. Amen. In this last session, I just want to pour my heart to you. And uh, I'm going to be talking about how to get out of debt. How to get out of debt. How to get out of debt. It's like my wife doesn't usually know what I'm teaching. She doesn't know what I'm preaching. It's, it's, it's like a coincidence. She was talking about coming out of debt. And then you know, this is what I was going to teach at the last session. And so it's a coincidence that she led us through that session. Amen. How to get out of debt. How many of you want to be out of debt? Let me see you by hand. You want to be debt free. And I believe that as you have desire to be debt free, so shall it be. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. And by the reason of the anointing of God, of God upon this word, you shall, you know you shall, you are debt free. Amen. I declare you debt free. Amen. I declare you debt free. I declare you debt free. Amen. I cancel every debt right Amen. now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I cancel every debt right now Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every debt that you entered into by, by mistake, I cancel it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I send the angels to wipe away every slate claim, every file that has your name. I, I send the angels to go and do the bidding of the word and wipe away your slate claim in the name of Jesus. And we call it done. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 55 from verse 1 to 3. The book of Isaiah, chapter 55, 
from verse 1 to 3. I read, it says, Ho, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters, and he that has no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. God says, all of you who are thirsty, come. He said, come to the waters, come to the living waters. Come even if you don't have money. He said, come and buy without money. Come and buy without money. The only way you can come to God and buy without money is having faith in your heart. Faith is an exchange of the substance of things hoped for. You can buy in this world without money. That is why I believe that our new auditorium is paid for, debt free. We've paid for it, fully paid for. We bought it without money. Hallelujah. In accordance to God's word, because all we have is the word of God. He said, come and buy without money. Come and buy without money. Now, if you use your physical mind, you'll reason the word and say, how can this be possible? How can God say, come and buy without money? Now, let's, let's ask this question. Are you God? Are you God? So if you are not God, God is saying, come and buy without money. If you are not God and he is God, and he says, come and buy without money, what do you do? Just obey his word and come and buy without money. Hallelujah. He said, wherefore do you spend money for for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfy not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. That word fatness there means anointing. That word fatness means prosperity. Let your soul delight in wealth and riches. It says, come to me if you are satisfied, if you are, if you are hungry, if you are thirsty, come to me. And then he went for to say, why do you spend your money on bread? That which does not satisfy. Spending your money on bread means you go around, you work all night, you work very hard, you do everything you know how to do humanly possible, and then by the time you realize all the money is gone. You are relying on the arm of flesh, and the Bible says the arm of flesh will fail you. Verse 3 says, Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear me. And your soul shall live. Specific instructions. Incline your ear means listen to me. Be attentive to my word. We saw yesterday how it's important to send forth the word. We saw how the Bible makes us to understand in the book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 17. That as he is, so are we in this world. Now Jesus came to this world without money. It's interesting. When he was sending his disciples in the book of Mark chapter 4, the Bible says that he sent them to go out. And he said, when you go, don't take a purse. 
They say when you are going, as you are going, don't take purse, don't take wallets, don't take money. Now, isn't that interesting? How can you send me an errand and say I shouldn't take money? I need money. But what Jesus was trying to teach them is that you don't need money for this journey. What you need is faith for this journey. And by the time they came back, they didn't come back hungry or poor. They came back blessed, fully loaded. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. When we started this ministry, we didn't start with any money. We didn't start with a town. We didn't start with anything. We just start on the basis of his order. Praise God. Yeah. The other day we were doing the accounts of the church. And from the time we started up till now, I said, my goodness, Solution International Christian Center is blessed. We are blessed because we acted on the basis of his word. We started with nothing, but where God has placed us today is an awesome thing. How to get out of debt. Now I want to make this statement categorically. That you can come out of debt if you want to. You can come out of debt if you want to. In other words, it's a matter of choice. If you want to come out of debt in six months, you can come out of debt. If you want to come out of debt in 10 years, you can come out of debt in 10 years. It's your choice. If you want to come out of debt in one year, you can do that. It's a choice. If you want to come out of debt now, like we started declaring before the beginning of the service, you can do that. It's a choice. Amen. So I'm going to be teaching you how to come out of debt. How to come out of debt. The first thing we're going to look at is the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 1. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 1. The book of the preacher. It says a good name is better than precious ointment. My emphasis there is really on a good name. A good name is better than precious ointment. What is the point if you have precious ointment smiling on you and you don't have a good name? Now, have you noticed that if you don't bath for one month and you try to put precious ointment on it, you spray and spray, the spray can't take away the, the other one. What's the other one called? The old, the big old, the old old. The big O, the big O door. No matter how, what is that perfume again? Gucci guilty. No matter how much Gucci, Gucci guilty you bath in, that odor will still follow you. That's why it says, a good name is better than precious ointment. So in other words, when you are clean, when you bath, when you are smelling nice, it's better than precious ointment. A good name. 
The Bible says that a good man, a righteous man, leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. Getting out of debt is all about having a good name. That's what it, it is all about. It's about having a good name. And so if your name is bad, that means your name is in debt. And you're in the red. You've been blacklisted. Now we want to look at how we can, I mean, have a good name. Now listen to me. As I'm teaching this, I want you to understand that I believe in supernatural debt cancellation. I believe in that. Just three weeks ago, a member of the church said to me, Pastor, my debt has totally been cancelled. I believe in total debt cancellation. But in believing in total debt cancellation, it's also important for us to apply ourselves to the principles that leads to total debt cancellation. Now, I'm teaching on total debt cancellation doesn't mean that, yes, we made declaration, we confess, so that's it. When your letters come, you don't open them. You just tear them. And say, ah, no, no, I, um, I believe my debt has been cancelled. No, that's not what I'm teaching. That is irresponsibility. And I'm not teaching irresponsibility here. Praise God. God has a part to play in this, and you also have a part to play. Now let's look at a key scripture on how God brought together men that were poor, men that were confused, men that were rejected, men that were in debt together, and how God appointed a captain over them and transformed their lives through the teachings of the word. Let's take an example, Pastor David. Turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 22 verse 2. 1 Samuel chapter 22 verse 2. I read, it says, And everyone, and everyone, this is David, Pastor David's church, and everyone that was in distress, everyone, not some, everyone that was in where? In what? Distress. And everyone that was in what? Debt. Now, the first one is distress. The second one is debt. That is the highest level of distress. When you are in debt, you always have distress. The devil is a liar. You'll never be in distress. The devil is a liar. You know, I'll, t- I'll teach you practical one day. You know, I was, I was, I was, you know, making a confession on the area of wealth and riches. Seriously, that week, you know, I think we had a, we had a conference that week and I was owing some money and then they sent bailiffs to my house. Praise God. I was so anointed, but when the bailiff knocked on my door, my all my anointing vanished. <laughs> all the anointing just went down the door. He said, I'm looking for Reverend T.A. Segbiji. I said, he doesn't live here. 
Okay. Where is he gone? I don't know. When is he coming back? I don't know. Then the beggar said, Can I see an ID? Can I see your ID? Whether you are telling me that I said, Are you a policeman to want to see my ID? <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Shah! The pastor could not stand the bailiff as a Goliath right there. I'm telling you, you see, you are laughing, but then I will shake you like a leaf. Praise God. My goodness. I needed to look for a way out, man. He's not here. I don't know him. <laughs> My goodness. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know any Reverend Sebedi or whatever. How can the bailing be chasing the Reverend? The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. And we will rebuke every devil that is trying to distress you in the name of Jesus. No matter how anointed I was, my friend, I couldn't, you know, <laughs> you know, if I was uh, a, a white man, I'm sure the belly would have seen that all my ears were gone red and my face was. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is why I hate death. To God be the glory as I'm speaking to you now, I'm totally debt free. <laughs> Hallelujah. Totally dead free. Amen. I owe no man nothing except love. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Where's that belief? Now you should come. I said, bring it on. This is me. Yeah, you want Reverend Sebiji? This is me, man. How can I help you? <laughs> Jesus. That morning I was going to preach all the anointing. <laughs> He came at the wrong time. Can you believe it? At the wrong time. That's how the devil chooses to embarrass you. Because he knows that you are carrying a word to go and give to God's people. But the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Any debt that has been chasing you, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. We cancel it in the name of Jesus. We cancel it in the name of Jesus. Bible says, and every man that was in distress, everyone that was in debt, everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him. Unto who? David. My goodness. It's like, you know, when you're praying, you, God has given you a vision of the ministry, Solution International Christians, and you're praying that God bring in wealthy men and women. And all who gather around you is distress. In debt, discontented. You're like, God, what are you trying to do? This is why I started teaching on vision and on things like this. Because God told me that, yes, out of this ministry, I'm going to come billionaires and millionaires. But, you see, I used to think before that the billionaires will come from outside into the church. But God said, no, 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 my son. 
Abraham raised up trained armed men in his own house. So if we have to raise up billionaires, we have to raise them up from our own house. He said they gathered unto him and he became a captain over them. My goodness. I'm sure even David then was in debt. Of course he was because Saul was running after him. Saul wanted to kill him. So he was also in debt to Saul. Saul wanted to destroy him. Saul then I'm sure was uh, David's bailiff. <laughs> The devil is a liar. Ah, one day I was taking my wife on a, on a, you know, birthday. I was taking her on a surprise birthday. You know, and then there was a bailiff who got, got into my house. He said, you are owing. I said, ah, why did you people allow this man into the house? man wanted to spoil my surprise. Why did you people allow him into the house? I said, this devil, I must kill this devil. This devil of poverty, I must kill it. This devil of death, I must kill it. Thank God for Pastor Patricia. Pastor Patricia went into her room and started praying. And then the bailiff just ran away. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, there is a power that is higher than that power. Hallelujah. What was his name again? Mr. Vincent. <laughs> I'll never forget his name. Mr. Vincent. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes you people don't know that pastor also goes through some of these things. In it. In it. You see, we have to go through it and come out and teach you that it is possible. The Bible says, and David was captain over them. And there were with him about 400 men. My goodness. 400 men who were distressed, 400 men who were in debt, 400 men who were discontented. Not only the men, I'm sure if the men were all in this category, their wives would be a square times two. Double distress, double debt, double discontented, plus the children. You can imagine. And David was carrying all this. But by the time Pastor David was through with them, the Bible says that out of them came mighty men of valor. I see you becoming a mighty man of valor. I see you becoming a mighty woman of valor. I see God raising you up as a giant. In the name of Jesus. Let's look at seven habits to develop. That will help you come out of debt. Seven habits. Are you getting something out of this? You're not tired, are you? Don't get tired. Let's push. 
Last round. Please write. Please write. Seven habits to develop. Habit number one. Learn to delay present pleasures. Learn to delay present pleasures. Learn to delay it. Sometimes you want to go on holiday. Delay it. Sometimes you want to buy that shoe. Delay it. Sometimes you want to buy that suit. Delay it. Praise God. Learn to delay present pleasures. Maybe it's that dress. Delay it. Put that money somewhere. Pay off your debt. If it's 50 pounds, that 50 pounds can clear some of your debt. Delay that present pleasure. Delay it. Praise God. Delay it. Sometimes you're on a project. It probably might be a building project. And 50 pounds can buy about 50 bags of cement. Send that 50 bags of cement home. Send that 50 pounds home. We have an advantage. We are who are this side of the world. You can have houses here and still have houses back home. Don't live here and go and struggle with your brothers and sisters over your father's property. Or over your auntie or your uncle's property. No, you can't live in England. and You can't be a child of Solution International Christian Center and be fighting over your father's property. I would disown you. If I hear that you are fighting over your father's property, I would disown you. When I gave my life to Christ, I told my father, thank you for all your properties, but when you are making your will, don't add my name to it. Don't add my name to it. When I got to the age that I got to, to the glory of God, I acquired properties that my father in his entire lifetime hasn't got. I'm not interested in his two by four wealth. Thank God for his life, but I'm not interested in his wealth. My wife and I are not even raising up our children to come and look after us. We are raising them up to look after themselves. We are raising ourselves up to look after ourselves. We don't want to get to a point where we are beat up parents and say, ah, we took you to the best school. We took you to this and you are not looking after us. No, 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 no. We want to look after them. We want to look after some of you. You receive benefits from the government. Don't touch it. Don't touch that benefit. Save it for your children. Save it for them. 18 years time, they will be thanking you. They will be thanking you. They will say, thank you, mommy. Thank you, daddy. Save it for them. See yourself as somebody who doesn't really deserve a benefit. And put that money away for them. Learn to delay present gratifications. 
Habit number two, never buy on impulse. Never, ever, ever buy on impulse. Always go to the shop, to the supermarket with the list. Have a vision of the list of things you need. You know, recently we were, my wife and I were, where were we again? In Ikea. And when we were coming down the escalator, they had put plastic caps and stuff like that down on the right, on the escalator. Very cheap, 50p, 20p, and they are in the P range. And then my wife said, they deliberately put this here so that when you're going down the escalator, you can buy on impulse. And I said, yes, that is true. But we can control ourselves and not buy. Even if it's 20p. You say, oh, that's to the extreme. 20p is a lot of money. Never buy on impulse. If you learn to conquer on buying on impulse, you will be rich overnight. You will be rich overnight. Some of you have shoes you haven't worn for six months. You have dresses you haven't worn for five months. You bought it on impulse. And you are still buying. Oh, the church is quiet. Number three habits that you need to develop. Have a daily, weekly, and monthly budget. Have a daily budget. Have a weekly budget. And have a monthly budget. And not only that, stay within your budget. A daily budget because... It helps you know where you are. A weekly budget because it helps you know where you are going. A monthly budget because it helps you know how much you are saving. Have a daily budget. Some of us, it will surprise you. You will be shocked. If you go home today and put down the things I'm writing, I'm teaching you now, you will be shocked that, Sometimes in a day, you probably spend more than you earn in a day. You will be shocked that sometimes within an hour, you spend more than you earn in an hour. That's why you have to have a daily budget. Have a budget. Have a budget. Have a budget. Everybody lives on a budget. The country lives on a budget. The government lives on a budget. The church lives on a budget. Live on a budget. Everybody lives within their budget. Learn to live within your budget. The fourth habit you need to develop is have a saving mindset. Have a saving mindset. And always save 10% of your salary. Always save 10% of your salary. 
we thought on the principles of tithing. As a child of God, you need to tithe your 10% to the Lord first. Tithe your 10% because if you don't tithe your 10%, you're giving vultures an opportunity to come and scavenge even the 10% you're trying to save. God says, when you tithe, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, I'm going to take one day just to teach on tithing and then you can begin to see the benefits and the blessings that is associated to tithing. Now, why must you, a child of God, tithe and remain poor? When an unbeliever doesn't understand the principles of tithing. God says, when you tithe, I will open you. He said, when you tithe, I will open you. Notice, he said, I will open you the windows of heaven. Now, God opens you first before he opens the windows of heaven. You, you, this is, he opens you first before he opens the windows of heaven. Now, the, the problem is most of the time, people are looking up to the windows of heaven, but God will have to open you first. If you're not open, you can't receive what is coming from heaven. He said, I will open you. He begins with you. When he opens you, oh Jesus, doors are open unto you. Ideas begin to flow unto you. He connects with with, with people who matter in your destiny. So have a saving mindset and always save 10% of your salary. You can do this. Now, I mean, you give God your 10%, you're left with 90%. You save 10%, you are left with what? 80%. Now, if you are not able to live on 80%, then there's something wrong. If you're not able to, don't tell me, Pastor, you don't know. Pastor, you don't know my expenses. This is why I started with having a daily budget. When you have a daily budget, you will be able to save 10%. So every money that comes and then you start wanting to give the money an assignment. What can I buy today? What can I buy? What can I buy? Habit number five. Never go beyond agreed credit limits and pay your debts on time. Never go beyond agreed credit limits and pay your debts on time. These seven habits will cause you to come out of debt just like that. These are things that I have practiced and I have seen it work. Is a pastor, but you don't know how much I owe. Do you know how much I was owing then? You have no clue. You have no clue. <laughs> You have no clue. So never go beyond agreed credit limits and pay your debts on time. If you have an agreed limit with the banks on your credit card, don't go beyond it. Stay within the limits. 
Now, the Bible says, a man who cannot control his spirit is like a city, a great city without walls. If you cannot discipline your appetite, then you are like a great city without walls. Do you know what it means? A great city without walls means it has no boundaries. It is exposed to anything and attacks will come from all over. Can you imagine a life without boundaries? Can you imagine your house without walls? Can you imagine your home without a door? It's open. Anybody can come in and out. You know what will happen, don't you? This is why we need to have boundaries. Number six, check your credit ratings before applying for any form of credit. What do I mean to check your credit ratings? You can go to experience.co.uk or creditexpect.co.uk and there you can check your credit ratings. Now, in checking your credit ratings, what it does is actually pulls together all your files where you have lived in for as long as you came to the UK or you, where you were born in the UK. Now, what the credit files actually does, it, it helps you to see what's on your file. If you owe somebody, if you, you, you've, you've missed a payment, it shows you all this. So it's important that if you want to uh, uh, buy something big, for instance, you want to buy a house, you know, you want to go for buy a car, you want to buy something, check, always check your credit ratings before you apply for any form of credit. That helps you know what your credit ratings are. Now, these credit experts agents have a system where the ratings you have on your credit file, will, they'll be able to match you to available loans, credit cards, mortgages, insurances, and so on and so forth. So that helps you to know where you are. But always make sure that you have a clean credit record. Very, very important. And also, never lie on your credit file. Never lie on your credit file. It goes against you. It affects you. And when you do that, people will not be able to lend money, loan you money to be able to probably buy a house or, and things like that. Are you, are you getting this? The seventh habit you need to develop is read financial books. Read financial books. If you want to be wealthy, you have to learn to do what the wealthy people do to be wealthy. I cannot emphasize on this enough about the importance of reading. Whatever you give yourself to will give back to you. You give yourself to reading, reading will give itself back to you. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, that go to the ant, O ye sluggard, and observe its way. Not having a leader, and yet they are able to organize themselves. Now what you've got to, I mean, it's easy to become successful. 
I, as a pastor, if I want to be successful in ministry, what do I do? I take a man of God who has been successful, study their life, read every book they've read, read everything they've written, listen to every message they've preached, and that's it. I have bought knowledge from them. Years of experience that they've acquired, I can have it within a short period of time. So at the end of the day, I am placed at a better position than them. Because they struggled years to create the will, I don't have to go and create the will again. All I need to do is look for what works in church growth and do it. Simple. Praise God. Praise God.